Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Three and a half years, her mom is staying by us this weekend. Should I slip it in once and see the reaction? <laughs> yes, please do. Slip it. Sli- oh gosh, please praise that matter. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Well, Strofe, did your uh, mother-in-law appreciate you slipping it in? How did she react? Positively? Uh, I, I am sad to report, Jimmy, I did, uh, I did not slip it in. After no. that debacle, there was no way I was doing it. <laughs> did that debacle make its and way? You mean, and by that you mean... Call her mom. Correct. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, that debacle did not, not get explained. Uh, <laughs> uh, as many Coors Lights as I had this weekend, and as much as I wanted to tell everybody about that, I couldn't do it. Couldn't muster up the courage. What happens if your significant other is at school today and is brought up? Because it happened late on Friday. It could hit her world around this time. As far as I'm aware, she still is not aware of that. All I right. will probably explain it to her tonight. Yeah, you should because <laughs> it could make it you could make it its ways into her bandwidth. That's all I'm saying. So, Alex Strofe, now that you played that in the open, I was going to let it die. You got to let's let's rehash Friday afternoon going into uh, Mother's Day where we asked people, "Do you call your mom mother or do you call your mother-in-law mom?" Uh, Matt, I guess once in a while, maybe a ma. Yeah. In general, it'll happen occasionally. My wife doesn't refer to my. I mean, she hopped on and said "Happy Mother's Day" to my mom, but does not call her. Right. Mom calls her Judy. And then we had, uh, I think, eighty percent of our listeners said no, they don't call their mother-in-law mom or father-in-law dad. But Alex decided he had to be a part of the conversation on Friday. Felt left out. <laughs> and this was how he jumped in. Uh, but my girlfriend of three and a half years, her mom is staying by us this weekend. Should I slip it in once and see the reaction? <laughs> yes, please do. Slip it. Sli- oh my gosh, please phrase that better. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. <laughs> I thought after simmering on it for a weekend, it would like not hit as hard, but it is still just as poorly phrased it as is. I thought it, it was almost, uh, like a fine wine gets wor- <laughs> the opposite of a fine line gets worse yeah. uh, over time there. Matt, how was uh, your uh, Mother's Day? Was Yeah, know? Mother's Day was uh, it was good. Uh, hung out with grandma and mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my aunt and my cousins were there, and I grilled some burgers up. It was pretty good, pretty low key. Kind of a low key weekend in general. The weather wasn't great, you know, so mm-hmm. it was just kind of got some stuff done around the house, you know, did some grocery shopping. I literally, it was literally a pretty, like, boring, super average weekend. I uh, had left something here at the office, so I brought the kids around on Saturday after Nola had. Uh, horse camp and other things, and they wanted to be helpful. They filled up the uh, the beer fridge here. I noticed that. They, they, you can thank them for that. But Alex, I'd also like to point out is you can look here at the uh, we are in the Spark Building, and you can see maybe on camera, maybe not, but in the corner here, there's a bunch of water wrappers on the floor. Now the girls properly put away the cardboard boxes for what they stocked the fridge with. <laughs> But Matt decided to throw some water into the fridge as well, and the trash is on the floor here. So I yeah, would like to point out that you are that less up. of someone who cleans up after themselves than my 10- and 6-year-old. Daughters. 
daughters. Well, yes. boys or girls. It would actually be more uh, acceptable, I guess, if it was a boy. I feel like boys are just sloppier in general. That's, Case that's, in point, that's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so you're saying a 30, I, an old man, like an old 34-year-old man. man is still not as clean as a 11-year-old, yes. So I, too, had a, a low-key weekend on... Now, I, this is what a dork I am. I had texted my wife on Friday, like, hey, can we watch Air? Like, it came out on Friday. Friday night, I want to watch Air, the, the movie with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck about Michael Jordan's shoe, the Air Jordan, the first one, the Nike story, and it came out on Prime on Friday. Could not recommend it more, whether you're a sneakerhead or not. In fact, my in-laws had seen it the weekend before just because they had heard good things about it. They are not sports fans. They are not shoe folks. And they loved the movie. They said it was absolutely amazing. Nice. It's really well done. I mean, Viola Davis, Ben Affleck, uh, you have Matt Damon, Marlon Wayans, Chris Tucker. Yeah. I mean, and I'm missing people. Everyone top to bottom crushed that movie. Uh, really, with Jason Bateman's in it, too. Yeah. Really well done. It basically is a story of like a startup. Like, if you like the idea of a business taking a big leap and making that leap and succeeding in the end, but all of the trials and tribulations in between, right? It's it's fun, and that's basically what the movie is. Just ha- happens to be around Air Jordan shoes. Watch that one at home. So that's always nice. You have some pizza, and you have Coors Light, uh, and then you. That seems like a good like a movie that you're not missing out on the theater experience, right? And now, to be fair, I do. I'm a big TV movie uh, experience guy, so I have like surround sound, like nice. I bought like Bose speakers, surround sound. Right. I got the big TV up above the as big as I can get above the fireplace. So I try to make it as much of an experience as I can. But to your point, yes, it is one uh, that you don't need the right. all the bells and whistles. It's not like the Avatar movie, like, right? You, if you watch that at your house on your so thirty-five you, inch TV, you're doing right. the movie a disservice, right? And mine is about double that, but. I'll say this. Brag. It is brag. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I went and People saw like me. I went and saw it's funny you brought up the Avatar movie. I went and saw that one when it was in theaters, a newer one. And the theater we saw it at, I didn't even realize it. The screen was so bad. They haven't updated a lot of these movie theaters just haven't done a lot to them since COVID that I thought they had changed the hue of the the blue people, the Avatar people. No. It's just that screen was so I guess or really? light, whatever. It was off. It was just a slight huh. change. Watched it at home, original blue, and ah, so interesting. And I'm not bragging. Everyone can spend their money however they want. I just really like to watch movies and sports, and I like to have it as as great as possible. So I update these things often. Right. That's just what I like. Everyone likes different things. So, so do you prefer watching your movies at your house in the comfort of so your home? So here's the thing: we watched Guardians of the Galaxy two on Saturday night. Because it was supposed to rain on Sunday. My, we were going to go to the zoo and all that, but the weather was bad. So my wife's like, you know, I like the first one. I don't remember the second one. and uh, But let's go see, we'll, we'll, we'll see the third one. But let's watch the second one here with our youngest uh, specifically, because my oldest likes the Guardians movies, to see if she was too scared to watch. So we watched it at home, had the sound up. She was fine watching it. So we said, you know what? We're going to go see it at the theater on Sunday. Right. So we went out and, and saw the theater. And... Eh, because here's a couple things for Hey, no spoilers. I'm going Wednesday. Now, I should say, not if for the movie. The movie, amazing. I highly recommend the movie. I couldn't know. I don't know if I could pick a favorite between one, two, and three. Soundtrack's on point. The emotional touch points are on point. The action's on point. All of that. Okay. But one part with the movie is that we booked them ahead of time 
But we still ended up having to get seats we didn't necessarily want. We were kind of near the front row, so that was not what we wanted to do. Right. But it is what it is just for the time frame, so you have to live within their world of the time frame. And then we get there, and it's just the theater, the, the parking lot is like potholed, and t- like they have never redrawn the lines, so the cars are very tight together. Right. And it's just like a choppy um, parking lot. So that part wasn't great. That's already annoying because it's rainy. You're just you step in potholes. Tr- you know, trucks bouncing in potholes. I don't love Every time I go there, I hate that part of it. Uh, they've closed like half of it. Like they ha- used to have two or three popcorn things open, other bathrooms open. They've closed all that down uh, over time. Right. Uh, the carpet's kind of been stained for years now. <laughs> the bathroom, when I was in there, one of the employees is like, the soap on that one doesn't work. So they had w- one sink with working soap in the bathroom. Uh, it- and it's just. It's just not as nice as it used to be. Then we go sit down, reclining chairs. My chair doesn't recline. Not a big deal. I just switch seats with the six-year-old. She can, you know, she's little. She can. Yeah. Just, she doesn't need to have it recline. But again, <laughs> all things that I'm paying for in this experience. Right. And then I swear, no less than seven previews. And I like previews. Seven previews was a bit much. So for me, the overall experience was just, it was fine, but it, they, they do all this stuff about go back to the movie theaters, go do all this. But I would say in the Madison area, most of the theaters I've gone to are just not as well kept right. or not updated like they used to be, and they don't go out of the way to make the experience worthwhile. Like if I go, for example, you go to AmFam Field, you are, yes, you're paying more for everything, but it's night, it's clean, it's, uh, the service is great, you're getting something unique, uh, you go to a, a Mallards game, a forward game, all these sorts of things. You go to a nice restaurant. They're all doing things to entice you to to understand, yes, I'm paying more, but I'm paying for the experience. Right. The only experience I'm getting at this place is the screen, and that's why I brought up my screen at home and the sound. It's not dramatically different when I don't have to drive out in the rain. I don't. Ha- I can sit wherever I want. I can make not quite movie-quality popcorn. Right. Home, but the you popcorn's can, unparalleled, right? That's like, all, honestly can agree there? Yes, because my, my wife loves the popcorn there. That's honestly the only reason we even go to see movies out anymore. I can yeah. just wait. A lot of them make their way to the, some of the services. So 844-770-3776. Do you prefer to watch a movie at home or at the theater? Well, let's rephrase that a little bit. Uh, at... at because I think the element to the theater is that you get to see it first. Where if, if you rather watch a movie at home, you kind of have to wait until it hits the streaming services. Where What is it worth it more to you? Like, what do you prefer? I, but I think that's all baked in. To make it simple for the Iron Jock, we can talk okay. about it on the air, but for the Iron Jock poll question, do you prefer to watch a movie at the theater or at home? Because, yes, at the theater, you're in front of it. But, again, I think even... there's, the, like, a handful of movies that I think I'd prefer, like... But the, I would go watch at the theater because I don't want to be behind. True, but behind, and this is the other interesting part of it, because there's so much saturation of good content. So for example, I watch the this, this show Succession. I don't think anyone in the office watches it but me, but it's an incredibly popular show. So the, water, the idea of the water cooler talk of, right. oh, I don't want to be missing out. Everything is, because there's so much saturation of content, everything is kind of, you, you don't really get that anymore. Because you're not... Because, so that's why you are content waiting. Right, because, again, I watched ah. Guardians. I didn't have to try that hard to avoid spoilers on it. Because in real life, I, nobody was going to bring it up, and I just would avoid the article. So I didn't have anything as far as a spoiler on it. I would recommend it, along with Air. But I would say, for the most part, I've been underwhelmed at least the five, last five times I've gone to a theater. It's been fine, but then for the cost and the inconvenience, it's very much of, it doesn't make me want to go again. 
Right. Like, I've probably gone months in between. Because also, not a lot of movies jump out to me where I got to see the theater outside of like HBO's got its own movies or shows they put out there, Netflix does, that are direct to consumer mm-hmm. that are pretty dang good. So most of the time, like, I'll just wait. Yeah. My, my thing is, like, I, I, you know, I travel a lot. Fortunately, a lot of these airlines update their like movie list. Thank goodness that they have this entertainment now. There's so much more than there ever used to be. But now I don't have to wait that long to get some of the most current movies. So I actually find myself waiting so I can watch some of these movies on planes and kill time. 844-770-3776. Do you prefer the in do you prefer the theater or watching it at home? Where do you prefer to watch a movie? Brett and Claire chimes in with theater, 844-770-3776. Where do you prefer? I don't I'm you're talking to a guy here. I loved going to the movie theaters. That was like my favorite thing to do. Definitely something that when my was easier for my wife and I to go out and, and do things. That was definitely high on my pick of things to do for a date night. I love the whole experience of it. I love the whole crowd and everyone right. laughing together and all of that. But there's just so many different factors to it. But I also think people become like less know, polite or, or aware. Like there was someone in the theater who had a child who was probably less than five because it sounded like a baby or very young child crying at times during the movie. It didn't get too bad, which was fine. But that person, if I was that person, I would have left with my kid when they were crying because it's not a plane and you're out, what, 12 bucks. So deal with it. You can't ruin everyone else's movie experience because you want to see this movie. Your kids are upset. That is a pet peeve of mine. Fair. Of, That's a fair one. Yeah. If your kid's crying at the theater, you just got to go, man. Yeah. It's, just, yeah, it's not like you're stuck 40,000 yeah. feet in the air. Yeah. You screwed up. Like, you <laughs> took a risk and you missed. Like, if I take my kids to a, the- a movie and they're scared during it and they're making noises or being loud or disruptive. Right. All right. We got to go. I mean, that's how, if me and Alex went to a movie and he started crying, I would definitely get up and leave the theater with him. So I also want to know, if, like, do you have movie-going, like, like rules? 844-770-3776. He's shaking his head. I would, Strofe. If you got scared or upset at a movie, I'd walk out with you to be generous to the rest of the people. Why would I be crying at a movie theater? Do you, do you get... You know, you I don't were, remember the last time I cried, to be honest with you. Oh, cool guy. Ouch, oh, Joe. Tough guy. Well, no, I, and now that you're saying that, I'm like, I, I used to be an emotional child, for sure. But these days, I'm not very emotional. I'm emotionless. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think cool. my heart's been broken too many times, Jimmy. <laughs> I... <laughs> I definitely am more emotional now after I had kids. For whatever yeah. it was, it just clicked. I definitely, yeah, that things get up. me a little bit more. Uh, Guardians got me a little choked up at times, but that's yeah. not uncommon. I'm not giving anything away. I would say all Be careful. All two, the other two movies also have yeah, moments in 100%. it. Like, that's part of like the beat for that movie. It's going to be a big movie week. I think I'm going to follow in your footsteps. I think I might watch Air Tonight or Tomorrow. I'm going to Guardians Wednesday. It's a good, good movie time right now. It really it is. is. Why the hell they didn't do this during the winter is beyond me. Because yeah. the winter was Let's dead just spot. wait until the summer and it's gorgeous out in Wisconsin when people actually have things to do. I mean, seriously, the winter, like, there was plenty of times, like, oh, let's go see a movie. And it's like, there's crap at the theater. Like, you just, yeah. you wouldn't go. Like, even if you, you really try to get it done, you, you just couldn't get it done here. Uh, we're going to talk more movies. Uh, right now, 75% of you say you prefer to watch movies at home. Uh, we'll talk more movies. Uh, basically, do you like to watch movies at home or the movie theater? What is your preference? A lot of layers into that. I also want to know what you do with your popcorn when you're done and all of your stuff. Like, do you take it out with you or do you leave it? I like to dump it all over the floor. God, I hope you're kidding. (laughs) 
Because I work out at Carbon World Health, and I would kick your butt if I saw you dump carbon or excuse me, uh, popcorn on the on the floor there. Go work out at Carbon World Health. I just had another weigh in there, and fantastic. Thrilled with the results. Ten percent body fat, around two hundred pounds. Muscle mass continuing to grow because I work out there, and I take some glutite to go keep s- your glutes tight. Go see Doctor Nestor Rodriguez. See if it's right and safe for you. It's uh. The first ever FDA-approved weight loss treatment. It burns fat, not muscle. And Dr. Nestor Rodriguez can find out if it's safe for you. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Sadler chimes in, I prefer the theater. Date night is great, especially if I can go somewhere that has restaurant service and gets me a Coors Light. 844-770-3776. Do you prefer to watch a movie at home or in the movie theater? Right now, 61% of you say at home. Matt Hamilton, what do you really do with your popcorn and your your soda and all that jazz when you leave a theater? I carry it out and put it in the trash can. Why do you say it like that? I feel like that's the normal human being thing to do. <laughs> Why do like I you sighed, like uh, I yeah. can't well, believe I had to do that. Or like I'm as much such fun a, as it is to like troll you, it's like I'm not going to tell you like slowly. What I do is I open the top to my pop and then slowly wipe pop on every single armrest on my way out of that aisle, while slowly leaving a trail of popcorn so anyone could follow me all the way to my car in the parking lot. I I, I hope this I was a, a like a troll virus <laughs> a viral post because it's on Twitter and at this point almost 99 percent of things are designed to be trolls as per their you know their head of operations there King Troll Elon Musk but like. Someone posted that when they leave a theater, if they have leftover popcorn, they dump it on the ground. And I can't believe that's real, but if you do, tell me why. 844 76 But, like, and people were, it seemed like if they weren't in on the joke, we're, like, backing it up of, like, oh, well, just, like, if I go to, like, a place, I, you know, get the peanuts and throw them on the floor, too, the shells. And I'm like. Was that Texas Roadhouse that does that? Probably. It's one like, of those steak places you can get peanuts. I still put them like on the table or in the bowl. I don't like throwing them on the floor. Oh, if Texas I'm at Roadhouse, the bar, the thing. if I'm at the bar, I shell them on the ground at the Texas Roadhouse. And it's been a long time, but yeah, I'll eat them and just shell them right there. Well, the here's the thing: because they don't give you a bucket to I put know, the shells. I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. A lot of times, though, I actually don't mind eating the shell. I'm, I'll eat like maybe one shell and like a bag of peanuts. Yeah, I'm with you. Like it's really salty and the yeah. fiber, t- chewy kind of. Like in yeah. a ball game, I'll do it. Yeah, feels, yeah, but like, yeah, there's nothing you can do with I that, know. like husk. I know, or like cud. No, I know of yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, peanut shell. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> but it's still not my favorite there, and and at times, like, I feel like I put it like on the bar at times, you know, just because it's just weird because people have to go down by and clean it up, and you know they hate you for it, like. <laughs> You know, like, like every time you ask, ask for, <laughs> ask. There you go. <laughs> uh, for peanuts, that uh, they just like dread it. They roll their eyes, like I'm going to clean up every single one of these shells off the floor under your table in a half an hour. You know, like the newest employee there has to clean it up. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, that has what to be. What a odd job. You probably, like, someone's job is probably just walk around with one of those, like, broom dustpan things. There's just... a lot of peanuts on the, or peanut shells on the ground there. So, like, I feel like that is, like, end of the night sort of thing. Unless it's, like, really bad. Yeah, I don't know. But you think, like, a shop vac would be the way you'd want to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Man. You'd have to empty the shop vac every, like, 10 true, minutes. True. Oh, man. Sounds horrendous. Uh, 844-770-3776. If you throw... Basically, if you throw things on the floor, tell me why. Because it really is, like, aggressive. You know what? The super peanut shells, I'll give gears. a pass, too, because, like, yeah, you're right. They kind of are asking for it. Not that I'm, I I feel like this is a little bit of a stretch, but we're talking peanut shells and, like, nuts. You know what really grinds my gears is when I'm golfing and you find that guy in the group or two ahead of you that's chewing on sunflower seeds and spitting the shells on the green. Yeah, that's gross, yeah. One... I don't want to touch your spitty shell. Yeah. And two, like, now like, it's in the way. It's it, yeah. yeah, and like that can severely affect yep. like my shot. Absolutely. And I, the last thing I want to do is even with my club, do I want to touch your gross yeah sunflower seed yeah no, shell? I like it. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Gross out pet peeves. <laughs> the one that drives me is cigarette butts. Mm. If you're gonna smoke a cigarette, put it where it belongs. Throw it away. Throw yeah. it away. Like, come on. You're already a leper. Don't add to it by littering. Like, <laughs> if you if you feel the need to have to smoke a cigarette, then just find the trash and put it in the trash. Yeah, that's. I think it's a pretty simple ask. You're, it's really unnecessary. Uh, but I wanted to get into an eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. You can hop in on any of those topics. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. Futures. It's that time of year where. There's not a lot of actual real football things going on. I think there's some OTA starting up in a little bit, but not today. So I want to take today's opportunity to look ahead, kind of put on our, our Wolf of Wall Street financial advisor uh, hat here and look into the future and say, if you were going to if you were gonna like pick something to be like, this is the stock that I'm riding or dying with in the NFC North. We're going to start with. Maybe we'll okay. expand it out. So, so when we say that, who, and so our okay. basis is So over the be... next three to five years, okay. which team would you pick to have a Super Bowl victory? In the a next Super Bowl victory? Or appearance. We can or appearance. appearance. Okay, okay. Or appearance. Next three to five years, most likely. So whichever one, if it comes right. out in... The Vikings get to the NFC Championship game. I guess they would get the right. See, that's kind of I think the top in the next five years of the NFC North is the NFC Championship. Game. And if you're that far, it's not a far stretch till you get to the Super Bowl. That's one game. Yeah, true. I mean, I know the Packers don't do that often when they get there, but other teams can get there. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. You can hop in as well. I mean, I get Matt. Like, what happened to the last time the Bears were in an NFC Championship game? Oh, that's right, they lost to the Packers. That was the last time the Packers won one. <laughs> 11 years ago, old man. 12. You, you were actually Alex Strofe's age. You're a little bit uh, younger than Alex Strofe. The last time the Packers went to the Super Bowl. So get off your high horse <laughs> and join the game. 844-770-3776. Futures is how we're going to play this. What team in the NFC North do you think has the best outlook for success? And we'll call that getting to the Super Bowl in the next, we'll go three to five years. Okay. All right, I'm going to lay out some groundwork here of like different ways to think about it. And again, you can chime in with your vote as well, 844-770-3776. For an example here, the Vikings in the short term, they currently have Dalvin Cook. They might be moving him. They have Kirk Cousins. They have the, probably the most established quarterback within the division. They won the division last year. One of the best wide receivers in the league. Yep, and uh, a team that's kind of in transition, but with a weak division, 
could maybe make this transition work if they can find the right next quarterback. You have the Lions. Again, Jared Goff, he's gone to a Super Bowl before. Uh, the Lions were, what, 8-0 and or 8-1 and in their last nine games? And then you have uh, some other young talent around them. They've got some high draft picks. And from that Matthew Stafford trade, they've been able to kind of maybe right the ship there. But Jared Goff, how good is he? There's no real backup plan for him unless maybe Hendon Hooker hits, but they don't really have a future at quarterback. Jared Goff looks like a plateaued sort of player. Right. And Dan Campbell, we don't know what he is. We, we don't know. I would say that you can say that for every single coach in the NFC North. We don't know what Matt LaFleur is. Right. Because he hasn't had to coach without uh, Aaron Rodgers. So I think he's on a similar playing field as these folks. Look at the Green Bay Packers. They are in transition a little bit here. There are some players that are really good and are young, like Jair Rock, Alexander. Yeah. But I mean, but also like a Jair Alexander. Like yeah. he's a guy entering or right in his prime on a good deal with Sean Gary, depending on his health and if they're going to pay him, could be a guy. Kenny Clark's probably on the back end of that. And then we don't know what Walker and Wyatt and some of the other young guys will be. And then offensively, Watson looks like an ascending player. Dobbs looks like he'll be a nice player. Jones, though, more on the back end of it. Jordan Love, we don't know what he is. Offensive, Dylan. Dylan, we don't know what he is as a number one. Again, we broke this down before. Right. Four yards of carry and not a not an amazing pass catcher. He's a serviceable pass catcher. Right. That's very much up in the air what A.J. Dylan is as they lead back, if he can sure. do that. Sure. And then you have... Uh, obviously, offensive line, Bakhtiari is going to be gone after this year, and there's probably a little bit of shuffling there. You have Chicago. Uh, they have the quarterback that's one year further along, even though he's a year behind Justin Fields. You do at least know a little bit more of that window. It's, right. it's a little bit more uncovered. Uh, they also have future draft picks to make some moves. They have a lot of salary cap space. They don't have as many proven players for the Packers. So that's kind of a broad overview of how I would describe the stocks here, if you will. Mm-hmm. 844-770-3776. We're asking you, which team do you think has the best futures in the next three to five years? We're defining it as most likely to get to a Super Bowl. All right. All right. Just dig right into it? Yeah, get, All well, right. Talk through it. I mean, you don't have to get yeah, no, talk so, it out loud. So there's, there's a couple ways to look at this. Me and Alex are probably looking at this a little differently than you. Jimmy, because we're looking at the long future. We got time to stay in this game right now. And the long outlook, to me, I like the Packers. I like the Packers. We have a lot of young talent on this field, a lot of unproven, but a lot of young talent. We, I like a lot of these draft picks we have this year and last year as far as guys coming up. Um, and we're going to have more bites at the apple. So if I'm picking a five to ten year plan i i like where the packers at but you asked for three to five so now i'm gonna talk because this. five to ten is kind no, of no i i no, i hear wild. you i hear what you're saying but you know like i'm talking I, i'm just breaking down the stocks the way you're giving i know but me. the way you have it like three to five even for a guy like christian watson that's the most likely time window he's on his team five right. to ten you're now starting to question because that's okay. seven years in the league so well i like the packer i i do like where the packers are at i don't think we're not nearly as hamstrung as we were so i don't hate it the Lions, they have a team that's closer to the win now category as far as like the players around uh, their quarterback and their quarterback. They're, I think you made a good point. The quarterback is kind of capped out. They did take a bite at the apple this year on one of my favorite players in the draft. I think that Hendon Hooker could be a really good player. Uh, we'll see how that works out for him. Obviously, he's coming off an ACL. We'll see if that he ends up getting any time this year, but I do think he is going to be the quarterback in Detroit in the future, so we'll kind of have to see how that plays out. So they'd be more of a five-year look for me. 
The Bears. They're interesting. I like where they're at in the next two to three years. Maybe, uh, depending on how they work contracts out and everything, they could still be relevant You know, five years from now. But they've got draft capital next year. They've got a quarterback that I personally believe is an NFL starting quarterback, potentially a franchise guy. Like, I think he's going to be the quarterback. He's going to get his next contract. He's going to be your quarterback for the next five years anyway. And with his, his athleticism, if he can stay healthy, the Bears are going to be able to put a good squad around him. They might be my favorite. The number one in my eyes as far as the best setup. Who's got the most potential moving forward? Because that quarterback thing is the golden ticket. They know what they have in them. They have an athletic quarterback that can run, get yards. Uh, he improved throwing the ball, and their team is sitting real pretty as far as cap space and draft capital is concerned. So the Bears are probably my favorite. And then you have the Vikings. They're probably the win this year scenario in the NFC North. I think they obviously are going to ride out uh, Kirk Cousins for another season. Dalvin Cook's probably going to be around. You can't you can't sleep on that offense between Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, who we know I like to give him crap a lot, but the guy puts down really good regular season numbers. He's been very consistent over the last two years, and he's got one of the best wide receivers in Justin Jefferson. Defense, always a question mark. So if I'm picking the five-year one, I think it's the Bears. Two, I think the Packers in five years, as big of an unknown as it is, I like that opportunity more than the Vikings winning. Like, they got one or two years, and then they're going to be in rebuild. Don't love those chances. I like the Packers' chances at getting to a NFC Championship game and maybe even the Super Bowl in the next five years than I do the Vikings. So I think I'm going – I think I'm going to go – Bears are my number one pick. Packers two, Lions three, uh, and Vikings four. Mostly because I'm not sure the Lions are going to be able to move on from uh, Goff fast enough. I think he's just going to play well enough to keep them in that kind of quarterback purgatory. And that's going to be their issue. And the Packers, I think, have a, the right mindset. Jordan loves our guy until he's not and we're i don't think they're going to be afraid to move on from him they realize the situation they're in he's going to get two years and if he doesn't prove himself we'll have a we'll have a rookie coming up through the system 844-770-3776 we can ask a secondary iron jack poll question which is basically which team in the nfc north do you think is most likely to reach the super bowl in the next three to five years the chicago bears you mentioned there and i'm just going off of sporttrack.com and so some of this average age stuff and salary cap things can be a little bit out of, you know, can be either beholder. Some people might right. project certain things. I'm just going off this site because this is the site I use 100% of the time when I talk about salary cap issues. The Chicago Bears for 2024 have $92 million in cap space. That That's is second overall, and their average age is 25.95. The Green Bay Packers, as on this site, 26 years old is their average age, which is very young still. And but according to this, they don't have a lot of cap space right now. But right. again, I think there's assumptions of Bakhtiari and other players getting moved off of it. So we'll dig deeper into. It. We'll get Alex Stroh's thoughts, but I want to get your thoughts as well. And we'll post it at Iron. Uh, excuse me, at ESPN Madison Iron Jack poll question: Which team in the NFC North do you think has the best chance to win the Super Bowl next three to five years? Because they'll be a winner. You can be a winner. Go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. That's where winners go. Largest win so far this year. Well over two hundred thousand dollars. Go be a winner. 
Go to Ho-Chunk Amy Madison, $10 million won uh, in the month of April. Uh, more of that's going to be won in the month of May. So go be a winner. Keep on going to Ho-Chunk Amy Madison. That's where winners go. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Matt Hamilton has triggered Rutledge as an idiot guy. Thinking the Bears are set at the QB is laughable. The kid averaged less than 140 yards passing per game last year. That's what I want. A non-throwing QB uh, who will blow out his knees in Uh-oh. two years. I like my chances with love. Here we go. Look. Hey, he, I don't think he's necessarily wrong. Like, he, d- you didn't uh, – I mean, Fields the- did not throw for a ton of yards, but the Bears didn't put anything around him last year. Okay, so – I don't think he's that – I think he's better than people are giving him credit for because he had an absolutely brutal offense around him. The guy rushed for like 800 yards, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, last season. Oh, no. He ran for 1,143 yeah. and just short of the all-time record set by Lamar Jackson, who has also not blown out his knee. Uh, so I would like to point this out. He's smart. When he does go down and get hit, he doesn't take big shots, it didn't seem so, like. So Jalen Hurts... Accounted for about 3,500 yards his second year as a starter with the Eagles and about 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions, a 61% completion percentage. Now, passing alone, 3,144, 61 completion percentage, 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Justin Field passing alone last year, 61% completion percentage, 2,242 yards, and then he uh, threw for 22 t- or 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. But and this part counts when you account for his rushing, which do count in games. I love plenty of fans just like to yeah. imagine they, they don't count. Uh, he had more yards from scrimmage and more touchdowns than Jalen Hurts had in his second year. I don't know what Justin Fields will be. But I don't either. he is leaps and bounds in front of the player he was as a rookie. So what we have seen from Justin Fields as a passer is he is about four times better from his rookie year to his second year as a passer. And if he makes any more of a jump, then you know he's going to be really – he could be elite. Now, uh, Jordan Love, we don't know at all what he is. Nobody does. He could be really good. But that's what we're asking, 844-770-3776. And by no means – I don't – Justin Fields is not a, paint, a fully painted picture. But Justin Fields could just be a different version of a game manager. And like he I'm, could go out and if they have a really good running game and a really good defense – they couldn't just win 12 games, not maybe this year because their defense isn't good enough, but he's just a different version of a game manager. Maybe he won't be. He probably won't be Aaron Rodgers. But Lamar Jackson's gotten his team to the playoffs. Other running court, Jalen Hurts was considered a running quarterback who couldn't throw last season, the year before last. That's what everyone called him. Right. So not a complete far-fetched jump. But Jordan Love could be really good too. That, we that's have, why I have him number two with – as big of an unknown as yeah. Jordan Love is, I think the Packers have put and are putting a pretty okay young squad around him. I think it's going to take a, at least a year of growing pains. But I think that Jordan Love is eventually going to have the tools he needs to win. Our, it's just not necessarily this year. Our secondary Iron Jack poll question, which team in the NFC North is most likely to make a Super Bowl in the next three to five years. And uh, I think Alex is posting that, so I'll go to my answer right now. 
And I'm with you that I put the Vikings at fourth. I think the Vikings, the next three to five years, I don't think they get it done this year because they, they got rid of Thielen. This is the year that they have to do it right. if and, they're going to. And they already got rid of Thielen, and they're getting rid of Cook, most likely. I don't think it times up right, which then means Kirk Cousins is likely not going to be here the following season, and now you're kind of restarting over there in Minnesota. And maybe they hit, and maybe it works, but that is the murkiest picture. Like, I look at it like this, that if I – was you know you kind of look through if like, I was betting on this season yeah I think Minnesota's my bet to win the north but if I was trying to look to the future and look yes. through a, a window into the future Minnesota's window is the dirtiest I don't know what it looks like into the future uh, yeah I I kind of know what it looks like for this season yeah. and after that it's very murky where the Packers have a clearer picture of the future honestly. This year's window pane's the dirtiest, yeah. and the next couple years seem to be clearer because you'll know what you have after this year. I don't disagree. The Lions, to me, I'm going to put third. I don't think Dan Campbell's the guy to get you to the mountaintop. I think he's, he's a, a great culture guy, though, Jim. He's he's, a, he turned yeah, that yes. culture around. And yep. I don't know if culture guys can get it done, and I think that's what you're alluding to. Mm-hmm. But he definitely, we do know defensive-minded coaches can get it done. Dan Campbell, great defensive mind, and he's got the locker room who just like loves the guy. He apparently just embodies uh, like leadership by like do what I do. Leadership by like what, what am I thinking of? By by leadership by action. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. He's uh, he seems like he's really got the locker room. So I think Dan Campbell might be able to do something big for the Lions. I don't know if it's going to be. If it was just turn the culture around, or if it's all take us all the way to the promised land, and I I don't disagree with that, but he seems more like a floor raiser than a ceiling raiser. So I think that like now the Lions have the right culture and they have the right players in place. One of the things that Chicago is going to have a problem with as well is Ben Johnson is the offensive coordinator for the Lions, and he's the one that's making Jared Goff and his offense work. Now Ben Johnson turned down head coaching jobs this season. He'll get more offers next season, and he's a guy that will likely be gone. And that is part of the success, I think, with Jared Goff. And if you have a defensive-minded coach, then he has to reload that position. Right. And maybe he can. Number two, I have the Packers. Because they have likely two first-round picks next year, along with two second-round picks, plus, or excuse me, one second-round pick, or either they'll have two firsts or two seconds, most likely two firsts. And we don't know what Jordan Love is. But the bigger question mark for me is that they are one year further along in having to pay Jordan Love, but one year behind where the Bears are with Justin Fields. Yeah. So As far as seeing what you have exactly, in a so guy they, that you're paying. They don't know what they have, and they have to make a decision, or they're going to have to pay him a little bit quicker. I do like they've cleaned up their cap position. It's going to be better going forward. They are, I think... Again, the Packers' front office is more proven than Chicago's front office. So this is not a slam dunk for me. But everything they're doing right now when we're looking at futures is they're a year behind Chicago. Now, that could give them more success this year because Chicago tore down their roster. Chicago is kind of where Detroit was a few years ago. They tore down their roster, and now they're trying to build it back up and make a run for it. The Packers don't have to tear down their roster because they were better GM. They have players on this roster that are worth keeping. But the quarterback is the biggest question mark, but they do have an extra first rounder next year that they could fix that problem, whether it's going Hopefully. out and trade or going out to trade for a guy or going up to get a, a quarterback in the draft. So I have them as a close second to the Bears, and this is all futures. But right. the Bears were 0 8 one score games. Uh, they really found a, a, a groove there as far as uh, 
play, scoring a lot of points. Their right. defense was the problem last year, giving up a lot of points in those one-score games. I don't think they want or going to ask Justin Fields to be Josh Allen or even Jalen Hurts. They uh, drafted a running back. They signed uh, uh, Freeman from Carolina, and they have Herbert back, So I th- and they signed Tunyon. I think they're going to do a lot of running, just like they did last year. They paid for a lot of linebackers, and they're still very young. So for me, for futures, I'm going Chicago, Green Bay, and it's very close, Detroit, Minnesota. I think Minnesota's got the worst outlook out there right now in the NFC North. 844-770-3776. Matt, regardless, though, this is our second Iron Jack poll question. We love the folks over at Iron Jack. That's right. Uh, We love Wisconsin brands, don't we, Jim? Absolutely. If they're from around here, we are in. Iron Jack is a local company designed here in Madison or here in Wisconsin from the inside out and Iron Jack provides a combination of superior moisture management, better cooling, static control, stain blocking and stormproof weather resistance. Uh, the state of the uh, art silver ion technology is what's going to keep you fresh and feeling fresh all day. It's going to provide odor fighting protection for as long as you own it. You can go to ironjock.com. That's J O C. To get your Iron Jock apparel today, that's ironjock.com. And you can use, what's our promo code? I think you have it on there. It's all right. That's the code we can use right now. Uh, this one says it ends May 1st. Oh, what is it? It was the ESPN 25. It's back on. That one's back. We're yeah. back. It's back, yeah. All Give right. It to us. Well, you can use code ESPN25 for 25% off all orders over $50 or more. Go to Iron Jock and get outfitted with the best apparel Wisconsin's got to offer. Iron Jock. It's what's inside that matters. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Miss Polly said, come on over Celtics smoke the Sixers to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll take on the Miami Heat. Hopefully they'll smoke the Heat then too. And you got Denver and the Lakers. Lakers finally play a real team. Are you against, like, part of me oftentimes likes losing to the eventual champion. I hate that. You don't like that? There's no solace in that for you at all? No, especially not not in this case. You lost the first round. Well, true, but like... I, you could argue right now that the Heat's the hottest team in basketball. So could certainly make the argument. I doesn't I, make me. I've never bought that argument. I, I think I, I'm I with you it. though, Jim. Uh, you, that, if you, it was, you don't find any solace in that. Is so that like, something that we should ask? Last year I did. Last year I did. Right when they lost the Celtics in semi or the Eastern Conference semifinals, I took some solace in the fact they made it to the finals and they represented the East. Well, but they, to Jim's point. You lose in the first round. You only win one game. Like it's just flat out embarrassing. So I don't really give a damn who wins this year. It was well, it I mean, is, but you, like you it's, did worse it's than first the round. It's it's like interesting yeah. to see. You're right. How far this team that really kind of didn't have any business being in the playoffs got hot at the right time and is rolling through two series now. It's not even that unique. In short, though, short the, the Lakers are doing the same thing. Uh, they had no business being in the playoffs. Yeah, but they is it the like the Lakers and the Heat? This is the obviously that's only been around for playing games for a while. But this is the first time a playing team has won, and now both of them have won their second series. I pretty think, interesting. I think both are going to get smoked. Uh, really, I think Denver, you think Denver's going to take down the Lakers that easily? Denver won fifty-two games this year. The Warriors were a six seed, and Memphis. 
Uh, I think both of these are going game seven. Mm. Uh, and then Memphis. I hope you're right. Had a lot of John Morant drama, slash right. also he was injured for some of that series. Right, right. And then Golden State, as their coach said, like, we were 16. Uh, we we barely got in the playoffs because, like, you know, they all they were just out of the play in two. They just beat a young Sacramento team. And then you have the Bucks who imploded mentally against Miami, and then you have the Knicks who can't score a basket. Right. So I think now you're running into t- – I just don't think there's a lot of good teams. I, I, I hear I, what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying long story short, I feel better when I my team loses to the eventual champions. You, so we can throw it out there. Are you rooting for the Heat? To win I I do not like Boston really in any capacity. So yes, I am. They, they, do, they do win too much. I, I I understand that. Jimmy, who are you cheering for? The four teams left. Obviously, uh, Denver and Boston. Uh-huh. That, that adds up. See, I'm, I'm cool <laughs> with both of the teams in the West. I like them both. I don't I, like the Lakers. I like it's LeBron, LeBron and I like the story. Uh, I'm kind of everything with you on going that. on over there. But what story that they have the most expensive players and they bought the biggest roster and so now they like so Goliath is winning like that's the story you like? Well, I like that. Like I, they, no, I do like that. LeBron is potentially adding to his legacy. The guy is undoubtedly the best of our generation. Like mine, you got to experience Jordan. I, I never know, really I, got I, to experience I Jordan. I don't even care about the conversation anymore. So I, and yeah. I'm and I'm not trying to compare the yeah. two. LeBron was game changing and he's. Turned the NBA in the last. I mean, he's changed years the game less than Steph Curry has changed the game. But I mean, Steph Curry is so anti-LeBron. But he has, Steph Curry has changed the game more than LeBron. Oh, he's changed totally. the game just the about way more than anybody. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. But like, I'm just saying, Le- LeBron is just one of those freak athletes. He's like Kareem. He's like Carl ha- Malone. They play for yeah. a really long time, and that's impressive. They play it, it at is. a high level, at a high and le- I, high time. Absolutely. And I like honestly, he's kind of as like an older guy in the league. He's not. I don't. I'm not necessarily calling him an underdog, but it's like they don't expect as much out of him now that the he's Lakers have in like his the 30s. highest payroll. In the, in one of well, the highest because they have one of the best, the generational talent I mean, in like LeBron James. This isn't some sort of scrappy underdog story. No, no, but it's a, it's about an hey, old guy who's trying to like Lakers, redeem himself. We leverage a bit. being the Lakers and we leverage draft picks and fleeced other teams to just a little root for us. I'm for, rooting for the Lakers. For man. what for what it's worth, the Lakers have the second highest payroll of teams remaining. They have the seventh largest in the NBA. Bucks rank number three on that payroll right, list. Yeah. Uh, Celtics are the top remaining. They're number four in the league behind the Clippers and Warriors. Uh, who else is left? Who and also, but for? the Lakers are like Denver, a, like, a, like Heat. a group of outlaws. Heat is nineteen. Yeah, Heat are like where are the built Nuggets on this list? I'm losing them. Huh. But like, the Lakers, they're right behind the Lakers. Yeah, but the Lakers are this like, hey, you played there, you played here. I'm going to trade for these guys, and we'll just put together some people for a few years and walk away. Like Denver built a team, like Milwaukee's built a team, right. Boston's built a yeah, team, Denver like, definitely, and Miami's built a team, like Milwaukee. Those LA teams goes built, out into the portal. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> a, that's a great analogy there. Uh, Nate Jones chimed in though, and this is Rutledge Hamilton. Uh, we're presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue. You know what to do, and that's crush a Coors Light. And uh, crush an extra uh, Coors Light because we are live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Thanks to Everlight for hopping on to be a studio sponsor here for ESPN Madison, the Everlight Solar Studio. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Nate Jones, who is a NBA insider reporter, uh, and threw out this little sort of note that I just thought was interesting, and I wanted to see what you guys think about it. Jordan Poole, the trade idea. Jordan Poole and uh, Moody, which Emmanuel Moody from the Warriors, for Drew Holiday, who says no. 
Whoa. So here's what the idea is. Milwaukee, I say no. I think I would say no to that, too. Milwaukee bets uh, on pool because uh, he just needs to change his, change his scenery. The guy can get buckets, and he's young and athletic, right. and you don't have a lot of that. He's a hometown kid, and then you also hit him up with Moody, who's a young, developing player. I say no, but then our, our friend uh, David from Just the Cheese chimed in. I'd do it for Middleton and bring in... Uh, Kaminga, who's a sa- who's a, a wing, hundred percent. Ooh, pool and Middleton that. and some a little bit of uh, compensation, whether it's a another role player or something like that. I, I don't want to give up Holiday. I think Holiday and Giannis have a great connection, and the the vibe that the fact that Holiday can stay in the court better than Middleton is stri- purely the reason I'm I've, going with. This. I have a quick question of. Kind of just put a bow on this NBA conversation as the Bucks have requested to interview just about everybody and their mom uh, under the sun the last couple of days. What about your mother-in-law? Uh, my mother-in-law, mother-in-law. Uh, I don't believe she got a call. Okay. I don't believe. But she, she may in. have. They didn't slip a call in? No? Let it go. Let it die, Jimmy. You started the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be the Bucks head coach? Who do we think at this point? I know you feel pretty strongly about Kenny Atkinson, Jimmy. Yep. You still feel that way? Yep, and I'd make a trade to the Warriors make a lot of sense, too. It's true. <laughs> Kenny Atkinson, former Brooklyn coach who took a team that was a disaster, got them to the playoffs, made them good enough that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving wanted to join that team, and then they kicked them out. Uh, but he's coached with Ty Lue, who I would love. Yeah, Ty Lue's another option. That they're... Not yet. Monty Williams oh. is an option. He was like, go by the Suns. Ty Lue is a name that's been floated. But I would say I would go with Atkinson. I wouldn't hate Monty Williams. It. For anyone out there saying Bud got the raw end of the deal, mm-mm. Nick Nurse has been fired. He won a title and coach of the year. Monty Williams has been fired. He got to the uh, title game or title champ, you know, title series and won coach of the year. Uh, Ty Lue might be fired. Doc Rivers might be fired. Those Curse at the end of his contract, and they're going through new management in Golden State. They've got to get a new uh, GM. I was listening to our national program this weekend. They're the same and- owner. They're fine. They're in a well, yeah, but they're in a tough situation with the GM needing to be re-signed and the coach. So you don't really know how that can all go down. True. They're in some contract. It's contract year for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, if but just so you're aware, if they replaced uh, Bob Myers, their GM would be an internal guy. So then that means they'd probably bring back Kerr. But to right. your point, yes, but Draymond as well. Draymond yeah. Green, he's, he might not be a there in turmoil. True. Mr. NBA. Yeah. Anything else you want to tell me that I already know? No. Well, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just it's not you. It. It's our it's our loyal fans that are looking to me know, for my it, NBA I know. Takes. It was just the tone you gave. And like Draymond's He up. is Mr. NBA. How many? I mean, there is tens of people that are leaning on me for my NBA take. That are it was just for show. your tone. Tens. It was just like, let me tell you this <laughs> other thing that you didn't know. Yeah. But I would say Kenny Atkinson seems to me like the leader in the clubhouse, and I'd be happy with that. And he's currently a Warriors assistant. Now you're done? You had yeah. a million things, and now you're done? Well, I mean, you shot all my things down, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, man. All right, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Cruise Light. Alex Strofe here for my friends at Door County Distillery, locally produced, handcrafted, and award-winning spirits. What's not to love about those three? In a pod, hey, they've got gins. They're great gin. Big blue bottle. That thing rocks. They've got three different types of whiskey. Anything you want, they've got it for you. DoorCountyDistillery.com is the website to find the retailer near you. And also out on ESPN Madison's social channel, Sibyl Estrofe learned how to make the world-famous Carlsville Sour. It's got whiskey. It's got red wine. It's delicious. You can find that recipe 
wherever you follow ESPN Madison on social media. And go pick yourself up some delicious Door County Distillery. Like I said, locally produced, handcrafted, award-winning. It's the best. Go find it. DoorCountyDistillery.com.